0: Still the same. The Big Fit. Let's play the game. The Big Fib! We're still on fire. Bust the, the
1: fires. From Tombstone, Arizona, it's a Halloween episode of The Big Verb. This week we play another round of our bone-chilling bonus game spooky khakis. And now your host, and a demon from the underworld, sent here by forces dark and powerful to haunt our waking nightmares. That is not true. Oh, uh, pardon me. <laughs> Wrong note. Um, oh, great. Yes, and your host, a woman who drives a Subaru Outback, Deborah Goldstein.
2: Yes, happy Halloween, and welcome to the big fib. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and I do drive a Subaru outback.
1: Spooky! <laughs>
2: and joining me as always is our sound effects robot Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience, or or shall I say, Laboratory of Infernally Spooky Ambiance!
1: Oh, you want spooky ambiance? I'll give you spooky ambiance, Deborah. In fact, listeners, be warned. I'm going to play the most cursed and horrifying sound effect in my library.
2: What, Lisa, that's not spooky. That sounds like a bunch of children making, oh, they're making a jack-o'-lantern, I get it. Lisa is famously terrified of pumpkins, listeners, but I'm proud of you for overcoming your fear, queuing up the sound and, Lisa? Oh great, he left. Noah, would you cut this part out and pick it back up when Lisa comes back?
1: So, uh, what do you think? Uh, pretty spooky, huh?
2: So you're just going to pretend you didn't spend the last 30 minutes shaking and crying for your mommy to come pick you up?
1: Okay, Noah, uh, cut this part out...
2: All right, Lisa. Well, do you think you could give us the sound of a sound effects robot telling us how we play our game?
1: On Spooky Khakis, Deborah and I will each tell one crazy story about the world. But only one of them is true and the other is the scariest thing ever. A pumpkin? where it's on me isn't it oh oh i i get it very funny deborah no the other one is a lie and it's the job of a demon child contestant to figure out which is which (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: and joining us to explain this week's theme is our producer, and an undead spirit born of a fiery substance not of this world, right-hand man to Lucifer himself. Uh,
0: that's that's not
1: true, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, wrong note. That That's wrong, too. Uh, let me see. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Our producer and a man who rides his bike most places, Noah. Yes,
0: that, that is true about the bike. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Lisa. Hello, listeners. Well, our theme this week is... Any guesses? Halloween. Centuries-old festival marking the end of the harvest. Tradition of dressing up to disguise ourselves from ghosts and demons who visit us at this time of the year. Halloween. Sheath between the spirit world and physical world at its thinnest. Dia de los Muertos. All Hallows' Eve, anybody? Halloween. Uh, yes. Halloween. We've got two stories this week about strange things happening on Halloween. One of them just a little bit stranger than the other. And now, Lisa, will you please introduce our Human Child contestants?
1: This week's Human Child contestants are Maddie. And you you probably recognize her from the English episode. I mean, they're all in English, but the English-English one. (laughs) And then uh, from down the street, her friend Ava, right?
2: Yes. Woo!
0: (laughs) Hello, Ava. Hello, Maddie. How are you all today? Good. Good. Good.
1: Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween. Tell me, are you guys big fans of Halloween? You you like to dress up, go trick-or-treating, all the good stuff? Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think my favorite part is dressing up. Same. One year I was a vampire.
1: Ah! Like a, in a costume or a real vampire?
2: That's a relief.
1: Last year I went as robot who took everyone's costume literally and didn't know that everyone's in a costume and I would just get scared by everybody and I ran around.
0: That was a good costume, Lisa.
1: Yeah, it was a really fun (laughs) night. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) rather wacky. Okay, folks, it is time to play Spooky Khakis. Our regular listeners will, of course, already be aware that when we play, Deborah and Lisa each have a minute and change to tell their stories. We flipped a coin and Lisa freaked out and left again.
2: (laughs) Well, he thought George Washington's head looked like a pumpkin.
1: (laughs) No, that is not true. I just... Had to run away screaming, okay? Sometimes you just have to do that for no reason when you're not scared. You guys don't know anything. Like, (laughs) come on.
0: Anyway, I think that by default means that Deborah gets to go first. You ready to regale us with your Halloween story, Deborah? I'm ready to go. Okay, listen up, everybody. Deborah,
2: we will begin your timer now. Every year on October 31st, Cranford, New Jersey resident, Max Wells woke up to the same site, his front yard covered in toilet paper. This was the handiwork of local hooligans from the high school celebrating Mischief Night, a controversial tradition of vandalizing homes with toilet paper, rotten pumpkins and other trash on the night before Halloween. Most Cranford residents felt resigned to simply roll their eyes, clean up the kids' mess, and move on. But on Mischief Night 2009, Max Wells concocted another plan to get even. The following year, on October 29th, the night before the night before Halloween, Wells decided to send his teenage tormentors a message. But since he didn't know who they were or where they lived, He got back at them where he knew they would see it by targeting Cranford High School with an epic torrent of toilet paper revenge. Many in the community disapproved of TPing a school building, feeling this taught the students exactly the wrong lesson about mischief. But the local newspaper, The Cranford Spectator, whose office was annually targeted by the high schoolers on mischief night as well, congratulated Wells for showing the kids what for. They ran the headline, Cranford Crank cranks up stakes in Courageous Prank. The only problem was, since Wells had chosen to vandalize the school on the night before the night before Halloween, this left the students time to retaliate on the night before Halloween, Mischief Night. Realizing his mistake, Wells went to every grocery store within a two-mile radius of his home to buy them out of toilet paper and ended up with over 350 rolls. But it was no use. The students found toilet paper anyway. And on Halloween morning of 2010, Wells awoke to find not only his front yard, but also his car, garage, and two-story home draped entirely in toilet paper. Wells individually re-spooled every inch of toilet paper that the pranksters had left him and added it to his stash. In 2019, he told The Spectator that he was still riding out his toilet paper supply and had not needed to buy a new roll in almost a decade. And
0: time. Nice story, Deborah. Thank you. Well, Ava, Maddie, what did you guys think of that story? Whose side are you on, Maxwell's or the high schoolers? I think Maxwell's. Yeah. Yeah. That story sounds really crazy and a little unbelievable. I've never really heard of the day before Halloween or whatever. Mischief Night? Mischief Night. Good that you haven't heard of it, I
1: say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sounds pretty suspect, Deborah. I might
0: have. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a thing. I might have left the toilet paper until the day after Halloween, because then it could be like a Halloween decoration.
2: Ooh. Mm. That
0: would have been smart. Right,
2: use it to your advantage.
0: Should have thought of that. Okay, now it's Lisa's turn to spin his Halloween yarn. You ready, Lisa?
1: If I say no, will I still have to do it?
0: Hmm. Um, yes, probably. Ben, no. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. We will begin Lisa's timer now.
1: They say that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Perhaps, But the greatest trick the devil's lawyer ever pulled was convincing U.S. District Judge George Howard Jr. that the devil didn't do enough business in the state of Arkansas to be sued in court. The lawsuit in question was filed on the day before Halloween in 1986. Senate hopeful Ralph P. Forbes of London, Arkansas, believed that Halloween was the devil's holiday. And in an effort to force the state of Arkansas to not let its students wear Halloween costumes to school, he sued the State Department of Education. But that was not enough. He also sued the National Education Association, the Russellville School District, and even the devil himself. Yes, he named Satan, aka the Prince of Darkness, as a defendant in the official lawsuit. Though the state and school district had their own attorneys, a lawyer named John Wesley Hall volunteered to represent the devil at no cost. Good price, by the way. He argued before Judge Howard that even if Forbes could prove that Halloween was the devil's holiday, there was no proof that Satan conducted any business or owned any property in the state of Arkansas. The judge agreed with the devil's advocate and let Satan off the hook. So in the end, the court gave the devil his due. The children of Arkansas wore their Halloween costumes to school and Forbes lost his Senate race, earning only 0.01% of the vote.
0: And time. Well done, Lisa. So Ava, Maddie, what did you guys think of that story?
2: Sounds like a lie.
1: Hey, come on, let them say that. (laughs) Um,
0: I'm not sure. I don't get why all of that would happen. Mm. Yeah, it's like. You could avoid all of that stuff happening.
1: Yeah, that happens all the time. That there's stuff you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't have to be fighting this giraffe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you guys think that you would take the the devil's side and let the kids wear their costumes to school? Yeah. Yes. If that's what the devil wants, then you side with the devil. (laughs) No, I I would just want the kids to wear their Halloween costumes to
1: school. Fair enough. I just want candy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, boys and ghouls, we have reached incision time. Mm. Time to cut open the fleshy interior of our Halloween tales and see whose guts are contaminated with lies. Ew!
1: Gross!
0: (laughs) Do you believe Deborah's story of the local crank who retaliated against mischief nighters by TPing their high school? Or Lisa's tale of the lawyer who defended the devil in federal court and won?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. Deborah. Deborah's. You believe Deborah? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm way more believable, let's face it.
0: (laughs) Okay, then. Will the individual with the true story of Halloween shenanigans please tell us who you are?
1: It was me! (gasps) Ha (gasps) ha (gasps) ha ha ha. Sorry. That's right. I'm the devil's advocate advocate. (laughs) Like, I'm not the devil's advocate, but I was... Advocating for the devil's advocate story? (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, Lisa had this week's real story about the federal district court in Arkansas ruling in favor of Satan. In fact, this was not the first time that someone had tried to sue the devil in federal court, with another instance in 1971, United States Ex-Rel Mayo v. Satan and his staff. And guess what? It also ended with Satan and
2: his staff getting off scot-free. Classic. Classic. Well, friends, that is all the time we have for this week on Spooky Khakis. Many thanks to our contestants, Maddie and Ava, for helping us hunt the world's most dangerous game, The Truth. Thanks as well to our producer, Noah, who is 100% That Witch. And of course, to our sound effects robot, Lisa, for always giving us pumpkin to talk about. Ah, oh no but oh right sorry no pumpkin oh, jokes noah can you just cut this part out and we'll skip to
1: the big fib is a production of gen z media check us out online at gzmshows.com, where you can find more great shows find out how you can participate and submit questions for me to read on ask lisa and follow us on social media at the big fib podcast for behind the scenes photos and more true facts also don't tell pumpkins where i live <laughs>